Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Piano podcast where we are, as always, exploring the world of piano. Welcome to part two of my review of the new 2023 Trinity Piano Syllabus. Amazing, amazing selection of books. Deeply flawed uh, for exams, but uh, have a listen to part one if you want more information about that. I do very, very strongly recommend that everyone should own the books, but not necessarily take the exams. Now, in this part two, I'm looking at um, all the individual grades. Uh, what I did is I spent hours, you wouldn't spend how, yeah, you wouldn't believe how much time I've spent playing through every single book, but not only playing through every single Trinity book, but I also refreshed my memory by playing through every single other book of all the uh, other examination boards, including ABRSM, including LCM and Rock School. Uh, the, the, the Rock School, um, RSL, I'll refer to them as RSL from now on, the RSL Rock Pop as well as the RSL Classical. And so I spent some time just really playing all of them to get a feeling for where tri- the, the new Trinity syllabus fits with all the other examination boards. Usually when I do my um, reviews of a new syllabus, I kind of give you my very quick notes on every single piece. Well, this is just way too much for me to do because these uh, new trinity books have such a huge amount of pieces that it's just way too ambitious for me to tell you about every single piece so all i'm going to do is just give you a brief synopsis of each grade level uh, including the initials i'm going to start off with with a short comparison with the other examination boards Uh, and also do hang around because i'm going to give you i'm going to play you um short excerpts um, from the um, the recordings that you get access to with the extended edition so that you can get an idea of, of what some of them sound like. So, initial, the initial book. Not a fan of this book. There's a terrible, almost non-existent selection of Baroque and classical. There's a wild range of difficulty levels. For me personally, for my taste, and you know, you should always bear in mind that this is just my taste as an individual. The the initial book is mostly unremarkable pieces, lacking in, you know, character. I much preferred the Trinity uh, 2021 syllabus. Uh, the pieces are generally more fun, have more character. They're a little bit less bland. So in terms of the other examination boards, uh, Rock School, are very strong at this level. RSL, if you're primarily interested in rock and pop, ABRSM uh, for me are in second place here. Their, their pieces are really good at this level. Grade one, there's a very strong classical selection. That's classical with a with a capital C. So uh, as in between Baroque and Romantic, very strong classical selection in grade one, uh, the new Trinity book. They are often technically quite challenging. And on the whole, or in, in pretty much every single grade, there are very, very challenging pieces that are much more challenging than the other examination boards. There are also some very easy ones <laughs> across most of the books. But I was often quite shocked at just how technically challenging across all of the books that the, um, the new Trinity pieces could be. So, grade one, there are there is a really useful technical pedago- pedagogical selection of classical and romantic enjoyable pieces. So, very very useful teaching pieces for teaching pedagogical things. 
Um, for me, some of the highlights are the the Tocatina by Proudler, which is like faux Bach. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed Railbird Ray. Uh, it's a little challenging, but it's fun. So, some criticisms. Um, a really terrible arrangement um, of Heard It Through the Grapevine. And, and in my opinion, uh, a really lazy, unsuccessful arrangement of Titanium. So, in my opinion, most of the pop arrangements at this grade are not fantastic. Uh, not just because it's difficult to do them at this level. I do think that they could have been made more skillfully for grade one in a way that, that could have worked. So, um, yeah, the standard edition has mostly easier, non-classical pieces aimed at youngsters in particular. So um, so I, I do actually recommend the, the standard edition for young kids who want just easier, non-classical pieces. The, the RSL Classical has much better choices, uh, I think, than this Trinity selection. And they have really good jazz and pop, the RSL Classical. The, the RSL Classical are kind of flawed in many ways, though. That If you want to do in-person RSL Classical exams, I think there's a real problem that you can only really do them in places where you're going to be fighting with loud bands. H have a listen to my RSL Classical reviews for more information about that. Again, I'll leave a link to, to that review in the show notes. Uh, LCM, uh, by far my pick for solid, rewarding pieces with good benchmarking. Benchmarking is basically, are they all within a, a certain difficulty level? Are, are they, have they been chosen well for their difficulty levels? So LCM are by far my pick for solid, rewarding pieces for people wanting to study classical music. Trinity has the best assortment of really interesting, ambitious, challenging classical pieces. But it's a very inconsistent um, selection of pieces. Right, so grade two. Uh, I immediately, straight away, um, noticed that there's a repeat sign missing at the beginning of the very first piece that's going to confuse people. So that doesn't bode well. <laughs> There isn't a great selection of Baroque and classical pieces. And from now on, when I say Baroque classical, that's Baroque and classical with a with a big C. It's it's classical, i.e. pre-romantic. So not an inspiring selection of, of Baroque and classical. Highlights for me are uh, Petit Nuage. Sounds great at this level, really achieve achievable. It's a great find by a by a woman composer.
and and I hope people don't mind me saying woman composer uh, and not saying male composer <laughs> all the time. But you know, we do live in a world where it is unusual to to have um, women. Uh, composers, particularly in uh, classical, romantic, and sort of uh, contemporary classical worlds. So, so please forgive me for pointing that out when I need to point that out. Um, for me, it's it's a really good issue of of good positive representation. So, I also really enjoyed Night in the Woods, which is challenging but rewarding with loads of character. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed Jupiter Storm, which is almost like pop music. Uh, students are really going to love this one. I really liked Hedwig's theme. It's a great arrangement, and it's a really curious and interesting one because it's... Uh, uh, it was very generous to include um, uh, a huge uh, amount more of it in the book, which is way more ambitious. I think probably way beyond grade two. But you're told not to play it in the exam. You're told to play just the beginning. So it seems like quite quite a generous thing to do, to include the whole thing for you to grow into. But then you're told only play the, the beginning easier bit for grade two. Uh, I also really enjoyed It's a Walk in the Park, which is an excellent grade two jazz blues. And really, I could have highlighted loads more pieces. There's so many strong pieces in this grade that I really enjoyed. So um, the, the criticisms at this grade, are the, there's some really clunky pop jazz arranging, but there's nothing so awful that I had to point it out and make you listen to it to go, oh my God, that's so bad. So, um, <laughs> so, so comparing to the other examination boards, um, in my opinion, ABRSM are not great at this grade. But when you look at the ABRSM um, pop book, the, the extra book that, that with their graded pop pieces, their grade two pieces are much stronger than, than the pieces you get included here in this Trinity book. But LCM shines uh, with by far the best classical pieces. Um, Trinity is reasonably strong, though, at this grade uh, compared to the others with the extended edition. So grade three very, very challenging pieces at this grade, like really sometimes wildly challenging pieces at this grade. So, for example, in the duet, the um, the part that the student plays has left-hand staccato thirds, um, which happen at quite a, a fast speed, and three against two cross rhythms. This is really tricky for grade three. And, and, and you know, these aren't the only things. There are other tricky things. There are some layout issues like, um, and I'll have an example of this in the show notes. So for example, you've got all blues, uh, Miles Davis, and it's basically in swing rhythm. So you have quavers equals swing. And it always irks me 
when in one hand you've got these swing rhythms set incorrectly against triplets in the other hand, not matching up against like where that second quaver really needs to match up against the third quaver triplets. Anyway, you can see what I mean in in the show notes. Uh, I felt at this grade already overwhelmed by the sheer amount of non-classical music, but I do like the Baroque classical selection. When looking at this book, I felt like it was much more a rock pop syllabus than a classical syllabus. There's lots of film music at this level. Some of it is really lovely. Some of it is really bland. Um, something else that I felt was quite ambitious at this level was the the sheer amount of pedal in so many pieces to the point where it almost feels like it's just normal that you need to use the pedal a lot of the time in, in this book. I don't really see it to this extent in other grade three syllabuses. It seems very ambitious to me. So yeah, I've already said there's a high frequency of very highly challenging pieces for this level. Some of my highlights... A little stream, but it's very ambitious. Mad World, a great song, lovely arrangement, but but ambitious. So, for example, the repeated uh, thirds in the right hand, the use of pedal and so on. Uh, There's Someone Like You by Adele. Uh, There's some quite tricky cross rhythms, in my opinion, for grade three. I really liked Tres Palabras. Um, Sorry about my awful Spanish accent. Uh, Really nice jazz voicings in this one. And so some criticisms. Um, Happy by uh, Pharrell Williams. Yeah, the chorus sounds okay, but the verse is very, very clumsily arranged. It's, It's not good at all. So clunky. And um, Dynamite by BTS, really a terrible tune to pick that's not going to translate well to piano. It, it's, it's never going to sound that much like the original. And um, at this grade, you're not going to be able to do rhythms that match what's being sung. But, but it is not a great arrangement anyway, bearing those things in mind. 
Uh, and I mentioned All Blues uh, briefly. It's a very, very clunky arrangement here with some really terrible voicings. It's, it's a wide range of difficulty levels just within the piece, uh, within different uh, parts of it. Not really a skillful arrangement, in my opinion, for, for this grade. So comparing this Grade 3 Trinity with other examination boards, ABRSM is very, very easy compared to all the other examination boards at Grade 3 level. They're, they seem too easy at, at Grade 3 level. But if you want something easy, then <laughs> ABRSM would be your pick. LCM are a very solid and rewarding choice for this level. RSL, if you want rock pop music, I wouldn't say it's one of their strongest um, grades. And, uh, and it is sort of a, a little easier at this level compared with, with Trinity and LCM. So ABRSM, really easy. Trin Trinity rock, yeah, easy-ish. But, but yeah, Trinity suddenly much more difficult than all the others. The pop pieces that are in the ABRSM pop book for grade three level, they are really good compared to the pop that's in this Trinity selection. So yeah, Trinity, very, the, the most challenging of, of all of these. And then grade four, there's a very small Baroque and classical selection. What we do have are, are quite nice pieces. They are very challenging, but they're, they're quite nice. And again, there are many wildly ambitious pieces for, for this level grade four, but also some really easy ones. It's a wild range of, of difficulty levels. Um, some highlights for me are Goblin and the Mosquito by Florence Price, which is also in LCM grade four, by the way. I, I wonder how much of this is coincidence. I wonder how much Trinity is looking to the other examination boards. I like the Star Wars main theme. It's a very effective arrangement, uh, apart from the terrible ending. And uh, these terrible endings that are tacked on the end of otherwise good pieces uh, are quite common in quite a lot of these grade books. Pulpero Beach is um, lovely film music, but uh, on the challenging end. Ground background music uh, from Super Mario Brothers. Very effective. It's, it's definitely on the challenging end, but it's going to be really, really popular. I liked um, Timekeeper's Lament. It's gorgeous, haunting game music with deep feeling. It's very achievable as well.
I liked Piel Canelo, which is gorgeous, charming, uh, Latin American jazzy piece. Uh, great rhythms and harmonies, a really effective arrangement. So, criticisms at this grade. Um, sorry if I murdered the pronunciation. Um, it's, it's, great to in, it's great to include Bollywood stuff, uh, but to include this Lag Jagale, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, but this sounds nothing like the original because I did take the time to listen to the original. It's a terrible arrangement, really uncreative. Um, the original um, Bollywood uh, thing, it's, it has a very, very melismatic um, vocal line. So it's perhaps not the best choice for this level. But the left hand in particular is so clunky and, and uncreative a way to create a, a, an arrangement from the original. The Doctor Who theme is terrible arrangement. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it is a tricky thing to make into a good arrangement. But, but here, by just using just the tune and just very, very simple harmonies, it really needs a bit more creativity to turn into something that's effective. And it's not just because it's got to be simple at grade four. I think it, it, it just needs more creativity to turn it into something that works. So um, Avril 14th, um, Aphex Twin. Um, it's not bad, but I don't understand why they didn't just make it more faithful to the original. They, it, uh, because this is one of those ones that you can actually play along with the original. It's in the same key. And they, they just seem to make changes for, for no reason that didn't need to be changed. Like the things that they changed didn't seem to make it any easier. So I was just confused why they didn't just make it more authentic with the original so you could play along with it. So comparing with the other examination boards, uh, again, ABRSM are the easiest of all of the examination boards at this grade level. Um, they are good pieces at ABRSM, solid rewarding pieces. Um, LCM are absolutely my pick for the solid classical pieces. But when I say classical, it also includes a lot of diversity, um, such as an effective, enjoyable Egyptian piece. RSL are excellent at this level for rock and pop. From this grade upwards, RSL classical 
don't really compete with all the other examination boards. It is interesting, though, that in RSL Classical, they have the Prelude in C by Bach, the one from the Well-Tempered Clavio, um, at this level, grade four, but it pops up in Trinity grade five, meaning that Trinity grade five, it's really a bit easy for Trinity grade five. And speaking of which, here we are, grade five uh, Trinity, Bach Prelude in C, too easy, too easy for this level. Uh, It's a grade four RSL classical. So, For this grade, uh, not the most adventurous Baroque and classical pieces. They're solid enough, but not that adventurous. Highlights from this grade, there are a lot of pieces that I I could have talked about as highlights and lots of diverse pieces. But here's just a few that I really liked. I really liked the Fantasia in D minor by uh, Handel. It should be really popular. It's very easy to love piece. Engagement Party from La La Land is a very effective piece and one of the first uh, pieces in all of the grades so far to sound like it could be professional, like the kind of thing that that somebody would actually properly play uh, in a professional capacity. Uh, the Me Channel theme is really fun game music with very sophisticated jazz harmonies and Latin rhythms. I really, really love it. I really loved Spanish polylogarithms. Uh, it's a lovely Dorian melody with Latin jazz. I loved Fina Estampa. Um, very, very sweet. Um, some gorgeous harmonic moments. It made me laugh that there's a tempo marking that says Peruvian waltz. Like, oh yeah, Peruvian waltz. We all we're all supposed to know what what that sounds like. <laughs> but but yeah, I really love this. Uh, some criticisms. Again, I'm going to massacre the pronunciation of this. Ajib Dastan Hai Ye. Terrible choice to arrange this, in my opinion. The left hand in particular, in my opinion, is incredibly uninventive. 
and it loses everything in this arrangement that made it sound Asian. However, it's in the same key as the original, so you can play along with the original, but, but it is very fast. It's quite ambitious. So in general, pop songs generally suffer from very clunky arrangements at this grade level. Uh, compared to other examination boards, ABRSM are very strong at this level, but you get more substantial performance pieces on the whole from Trinity. Sometimes what examination boards can suffer from is is having very short pieces that are over almost as soon as they've begun. So although they, they might be good, they, they don't feel like substantial pieces to perform in front of people. I really like that a lot of the um, the pieces in, the, in, in all of the Trinity books, compared to other examination boards, have a bit more of a sense of occasion about them, that, that, that you feel more like you've performed something a little bit more substantial. But LCM, uh, I think, as almost uh, every single um, uh, grade, LCM here really are my pick for more traditional classical, but they have really good contemporary and ethnic music as well. On the whole, there are a lot of misses uh, for Trinity at grade five. I think that the extended edition here, it's not one of their strongest books out of the whole lot, but at the same time, there are so many pieces that are, work really well, that it is still worth buying the extended edition for the ones that are really effective. Grade 5 generally is very competitive across all of the examination boards. Um, uh, and the um, ABRSM pop book does have much stronger pop pieces than you get in the Trinity book. But, but yeah, but basically a lot of competition amongst all of them at this grade level. So, grade six, I've particularly felt coming up to this grade that there are too many populist pieces, commercially populist pieces, that didn't have enough musical sub substance. But it's going to keep a lot of students really happy. But I felt that really there should be a separate pop rock exam to cater for these low musical substance um, popular pieces. Uh, again, I've already mentioned it was at this level that I was horrified to see editorial slurs, articulations and so on in Baroque and early classical with, with no explanation. There is a great selection, though, of Baroque and classical pieces that they're often really, really expressive, really enjoyed them. Uh, and, and I started writing here that, that there's a lot of nonsense about um, modes written uh, in the notes. So, for example, in Evening on the River Nile, he's talking about Phrygian and Phrygian dominant. I can't find any Phrygian and Phrygian dominant. I suspect that he's talking nonsense. If if I, if people think that, no, no, there clearly is Phrygian and Phrygian dominant, do please let me know. But I, I think it's nonsense. So, for example, the same guy was writing uh, notes about the next piece called Snowfall. And this was very, very obviously featuring very, very superficial use of modes. And, and I felt it weird they didn't talk about the modes in this one instead. And there, there was also some weird things in um, whoever wrote notes for something for the weekend. They, they were talking a lot 
bringing attention to the title, like really think about the good things about the weekend and blah, 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 as if they completely missed the innuendo of what something for the weekend actually means. I, I wonder if they actually were genuinely just clueless what the, what the innuendo, what that title actually means. But, you know, these are just small quibbles. Um, on the whole, the, the notes are pretty good. So, oh my God, so many highlights for, for this. Um, some of the highlights are Un Recuerdo, I love this. This composer, I'd never heard of him. Again, like um, I've got a little bit of criticism about the notes. Why, why not just say that the composer was Cuban in the notes? Yes, it comes from a set of pieces uh, entitled Cuban Waltzes, but lo- lots of composers wrote Cuban Waltzes who weren't Cuban. I think it's a shame to not point out the composer was Cuban, but, but I loved this piece, like gorgeous, charming piece. I think it's it's pretty obvious that people are going to love the Einaudi piece at this level, e Gioni. But um, I personally feel it's a bit too easy for this grade, but it is a highlight because people are really going to enjoy it. Um, the Journey to the West from Princess Mononoke is a gorgeous piece. People are going to love it. Again, it's a bit easy for grade six, but but yeah, people are going to love it. And there's Stairway to Heaven, which as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, let's have a look at this. It's a very effective arrangement. It's a shame that the um, the arrangement is cut off halfway through the song. Um, if I was teaching it, I would uh, enjoy using it as a launching point for kind of, you know, adding the rest of the song. Um, but, oh, people are going to love this. It's It's a very good arrangement. And there's uh, Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. It's a really, really good arrangement. Excellent. It's got enough classical textures in there for me to feel comfortable with it in a classical exam. Uh, It's a shame it's not in the standard edition. Maybe there were some copyright issues, but it's very effective.
And I really enjoyed something for the weekend. Um, really inventive blues. criticisms i wasn't so keen on my funny valentine there's so much potential in this song there's so many great versions of this song but the version in this song stayed quite close to the original which i felt was was a bit of a shame not to be inspired by so many of the the amazing arrangements And, and the other criticism being just really a, a, a concern over the lack of musical substance in so many of the choices. Um, so other examination boards. Um, ABRSM are very strong at this grade. Very, very strong. If, if you don't mind them with all of their trust issues. LCM, though, as always, my pick that they have fantastic, very choices with a lot of musical substance. RSL rock pop are particularly strong at this grade if you're interested in rock and pop. So grade seven, again, there's some weird stuff written about modes that I don't agree with. Um, so for example, where is the Dorian mode in Spain, the Chick Corea version? I think that the guy probably meant the Aeolian mode, not the Dorian mode. So the uh, the two classical pieces, uh, classical with a big C, the pre-romantic, they are pretty dull. Who's going to choose these when we've got all the syrupy sweet um, populist choices? Uh, and there's such a tiny percentage of pre-20th century uh, pieces. Um, I was sort of shocked uh, making my way through the pieces because they tend to go in, in chronological order. They tend to go from Baroque, you know, through to classical, through to Romantic. And before I knew it, suddenly we were just in, in what sounded like very contemporary pop music. It, it was just so, such little classical music in, in this book. Highlights for me. I love the aria from the Goldberg Variations. It's uh, very lovable, but very heavy editorialising without any explanations. And on the whole, there are so many lovable pieces in this grade. The romantic classical pieces um, are really well chosen. Uh, they're very challenging, but but I, I really do enjoy them. I'm not going to play them here, but, but there's some good choices here. I really enjoyed Mandala. Uh, it's an interesting piece. It's a, like a mixture of Latin rhythms, film music, minimalism and odd time signatures. Uh, I really enjoyed Navajo Vocable uh, for piano number one. 
Um, gorgeous, accessible, minimalist film music style piece. It's a good, substantial performance piece. Uh, Airships is uh, very enjoyable, another gorgeous minimalist film music style piece. There's some really unusual, lovely harmonies, but the book by now is starting to feel like I've picked up mindful, chill film music or something. I loved push-pull, very inventive, unique jazz, really loved it. Mixed Nuts uh, from a, a Japanese manga series. Lovely, rewarding, typical, catchy Japanese jazz pop. It's a good, substantial performance piece. I loved Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Uh, it's, it's, it, uh, wow, wow. It's a gorgeous arrangement of a great song. Uh, it's got enough classical textures to, to warrant being in a classical exam. It's a shame it's not in the standard book, but wow. And I loved Long Drive in the Rain. Again, like, wow, gorgeous, sophisticated contemporary jazz. And, and I felt it was an amazing achievement to make something this good for grade seven, keeping it within the, the, the difficulty level of grade seven. A, a good, substantial performance piece. And I really loved Corcovado by Joe Beam. Um, stunning arrangement, um, good substantial performance piece. 
So, my criticisms. There's too much minimalist film music in this grade. Some of it really lacking in musical substance. Far too superficial. And, and another criticism, Fallen by Alicia Keys. It's a terrible arrangement. Uh, it, it just lost all the feel of the original. Such a clunky arrangement with no creativity. Where, where are all the gospel elements from the original? So, comparing with the other examination boards, ABRSM has some great content at this level, but it's not all that consistent. LCM are really the only board I would take seriously for classical at, at this grade. And the, I really like the thorough technical exercises at LCM grade 7. All of the pieces in the, in the LCM grade 7 book are obviously chosen for pedagogical merit as well as being rewarding to play so it's not just to sell the books whereas i get the feeling that abrsm and trinity are really including pieces now not just pedagogically useful for to help people improve as pianists but to sell books to to just be things that people are, uh, will enjoy without pedagogical value but trinity have a very very strong selection of very diverse pieces at this grade and the the last grade grade eight so, um, again, scandalous, in my opinion, that Trinity have such heavy-handed Baroque and early classical editorialising at this grade with no notes of explanation at grade eight. Come on. So, suddenly, for some reason, there are very unadventurous um, selections of classical pieces in this book, such as Scarlatti Sonata, Haydn Sonata, Schubert Sonata, Debussy Claire de Lune, uh, the Chopin Minute Waltz, which is like in all the other books that, that, that there's mostly, um, within the classical genre, mostly loads of really obscure, interesting, unusual, fresh finds. So I'm like, how come suddenly in grade eight, there's, there's Scarlatti, Haydn, Schubert, Chopin, Debussy, and like Debussy and Chopin, some of the most famous pieces. What happened to all the really great unusual finds um, from all the other grades? But it's still, a, 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 I was still so excited when I picked up the grade, the grade, book, uh, the grade eight book as the first book. So, so it doesn't mean it's a terrible book. I, I'm just a little, slightly disappointed. What happened to all those unusual finds? So anyway, this grade, grade eight, doesn't suffer like grade six and seven from so many pieces with very little superficial musical substance. On the whole, it's a really good selection. On the whole, there's a few exceptions, but, but on the whole, the pieces just have more musical substance, even the ones that are not classical. There's a wild range of difficulty levels. Uh, like I said in the, in the first half of this review, in part one, uh, like I said, including some of the most difficult pieces and passages I've ever tried to learn from a grade eight book. Wildly difficult, but also some very, very wildly easy stuff as well. On the whole, um, 
there's not that many misprints and stuff like that. That um, uh, I, I think APRSM suffered a bit more from misprints, but there are a few misprints that I've noticed in The Heart Asks Pleasure first by Michael Nyman. It's going to be a very popular piece. I went and dug out two previous editions to make doubly sure that that these were misprints and these are misprints Um, i haven't actually contacted trinity yet about them i will put them in the show notes so the show notes as always are in heartofthepiano.com if you go click on podcast at the top and go to the the show notes all these details will be in the show notes so some highlights i loved deep river However, it was really confusing to me because it's, it's, they say it's by uh, Samuel Coleridge-Taylor. I love uh, Coleridge-Taylor. But when I was playing it, I was like, this doesn't sound like Coleridge-Taylor at all. There were such incredibly sophisticated harmonies that I've never come across in any classical composer, including Coleridge-Taylor. So I was like, what's going on here? And then I noticed, oh, it's also arranged by Julian Joseph. So I went on IMSLP and I went and looked at the actual Coleridge-Taylor sheet music. And this is so far away from Coleridge-Taylor's sheet music. This is not really by Coleridge-Taylor. This is really by Julian uh, Joseph, the excellent jazz pianist. It's, it's it, but yeah, so not so much by Coleridge-Taylor. Excellent, excellent jazz arrangement by Julian Joseph. Love it. Um, it's a shame. It's really a shame they didn't mention this history in the notes. I really would have expected this to, to have been talked about in the notes. My apologies if I pronounced this badly. Uh, Erin Nerung. Uh, it's a really gorgeous, harmonically interesting piece by a fascinating woman composer. Uh, I, I need to find out more about her. The, the stuff in the notes that's written about her life sounds really interesting. Um, I really love this piece. Chameleon is a gorgeous atonal piece. I'm not normally a fan of atonal pieces, but I really like this one. Clearly influenced by jazz. Uh, It has a very, very luminous quality to it. A very adventurous choice. Really like it.
uh, Rule the World by Take That. Um, it's a very adventurous contemporary classical reworking of, of that pop tune. Really fantastic. Um, it's got real musical substance to it. Um, it's a very substantial performance piece. I loved Hoedown. I loved learning it, but oh my God, it's challenging. It's so challenging. Really, really inventive harmonically. It's a very curious and uh, uh, rewarding blending of a whole load of different styles. I liked Vignette. It's a gorgeous French-style ennui-filled waltz. But, oh my God, the cross rhythms are so difficult. So it's like a slow waltz, and you've got four against three and eight against three cross rhythms. It's so challenging. I don't think I've ever come across cross rhythms that challenging in grade eight. So some criticisms, really horrible, clunky ending in um, a, a new adventure, which is like a, a syrupy, sweet film music uh, type piece with a stirring melody. It's, it otherwise was really nice, but it's just been ruined by a really clunky ending. And um, The Luckiest by Ben Folds um, just sounds like second-rate sugary music for a Disney animated film. It's, in my opinion, it's too easy for grade eight. It's, it doesn't have any musical substance to it. And it's, it's not difficult technically or, or musically.
So, um, yeah, and there's always LCM, by far my absolute pick for for grade eight. But yeah, by, by the time we get to, to grade eight, this, I can't take Trinity in any way seriously as an examination board for an exam for all the reasons that I've mentioned before. But like, like I've said um, um, over and over quite a few times, these books are indispensable. Everyone should really go out and buy them. Um, more than anything, just like as a uh, as graded anthologies. So um, do uh, listen to um, the first half if you didn't listen to the the first half um, uh, to get a, a broader overview of um, what I think about the, what Trinity, the direction the Trinity have gone in with these new books and where it fits into the wider musical landscape. I don't think necessarily it's been Trinity's goal to decolonize the music syllabus, but that is basically what they've done. And I think that, you know, that it's interesting to look at these wider issues, which I've done in the, the first half of, of this review. So do have a listen to that if, if, if you've not listened to it. And um, yeah, so uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, another one of my epic mammoth reviews. If you have time, do please uh, rate uh, the rev- uh, and review this podcast episode uh, using your podcast platform of choice. It's always nice getting comments. Um, it's always nice getting likes. Uh, all those likes and comments help more people to come across the, the podcast and it helps um, all the huge amount of time and resources that I put into making these. So thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I have loads of really exciting new episodes planned. So do subscribe. Uh, stay tuned. Um, happy practicing. Uh, do enjoy uh, all these new uh, Trinity books. Take care and uh, look after yourselves. Uh, goodbye.